Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. Well, if there's ever a real must-listen Highways Voices, this is it as we get a sneak preview of the guidance for the bidding for a share of the £20 million Intelligent Traffic Management Fund. Local authorities are quite rightly cautious when it comes to using technology. And so they should be. It's my tax money they're spending. I don't want them to necessarily be fast and loose with technology. They have to know things work. They have to have a proven example of something working before they will invest public money in them. And that's quite right. That makes it very hard often for new technologies to find a foothold in transport technology. And so ITMF really is about us providing government money, government research money, to a fairly small number of cities, maybe 8, 10, 12, that sort of number, to go away and, and invest in next generation technology. Darren Capes from the Department of Transport is finishing the guidance at the moment and tells us about what you'll see in it on this week's Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK, LCRIG and ADEPT. So Darren's come very soon after we've caught up with some of the must-read stories on Highways News from the site's co-owner, Adrian Tatum. Essex County Council is allocating an extra 12 million for priority works on its highway network. Over 8 million of this will go towards new crews who will prioritise repairs raised by local councillors. The money will also be used to increase the council's enforcement team. This team can challenge landowners where overgrown vegetation is dangerous. The extra funding will be spent in different areas of the county. And Southend-on-Sea Council is continuing to take the subject of pothole seriously, where reports been investigated within 24 hours, according to the council making it one of the most responsive councils in the UK. If a resident reports a pothole on any local road using My South End, it will be inspected within 24-hour window or by the next working day. The council's proactive approach to pothole repairs is evident in its track record of fixing over 10,000 potholes in the past five years alone. Even amidst the challenges posted by COVID lockdowns, road activity decreased significantly, allowing the council to identify and repair over 2,000 additional potholes in both 2020 and 2021. And a robotic dog is being employed by National Highways as part of its survey work in the Southwest. Spot, Boston Dynamics' autonomous robot dog, is being tried by National Highways, Bamriches, and ACOM as part of the geotechnical surveys across a number of locations in the Southwest. Video footage has become available on the first live trial for the first time. To inform forthcoming operational work, the robotic dog's eyes view is being employed back to capture data remotely in difficult-to-reach locations and across various terrains alongside the motorway and major A-road network. These access-constrained sites include steep-sided embankments and natural slopes, slopes beneath tree canopies or otherwise obscured by vegetation, culverts and the bridges and other structures. Down, boy. Now, you'll always be up to date with the big stories from the industry if you check the Highways News website, our X and LinkedIn pages, and, so long as you've subscribed, our daily email into your inbox every lunchtime. Swarco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally sound. From software-as-a-service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, 
Find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. Back in the autumn, you'll remember the Secretary of State Mark Harper announced £70 million of funding for improvements to traffic signals. Now, some of that money was for the traffic signal obsolescence grant, and there was also money for the Green Light Fund, and those applications are being looked at at the moment, with most local authorities hoping to get a share of £40 million on top of the £10 million shared out across the country. Another £20 million is the thing we're going to be talking about on Highways Voices today because it's the Intelligent Traffic Management Fund giving authorities a chance to deploy advanced technology for traffic signals using emerging technologies to optimise traffic flow and balance traffic across city centres. The application process will be underway in April with applications closing at the end of July. But guidance written by ITS policy lead at the Department of Transport Darren Capes and his colleagues is about to be published. So as we wait for it, I thought it would be a good idea to get Darren onto Highways Voices today to give us a bit more background about the fund. I started by going back to the beginning and asking him basically all about the whole history of the funding. We announced £70 million, and this is, as you said, as part of Plan for Drivers. And, and this, this this really is, is a whole range of measures. There, there was something like 30, 33 measures in, in the Plan for Drivers, which is aimed at dealing with congestion and aimed, aimed at dealing with, with, with poor traffic flow in cities. And there are a whole range of measures in there around around dealing with roadworks and the way that, that, that uh, traffic is enforced and and the way that bus lanes work, and some funding for traffic signals as well, and all, all aimed at this at this, this core aim of, of, of reducing congestion. And the reason the traffic signal funding is in there is because of some work we did in 2021 with a, with a, with a grant called the TSM, the Traffic Signals Maintenance Grant. And that was a very similar process to the, to the, to the two you've just talked about now, TSOG and, and GLF. That was a process where we asked local authorities to, to answer some challenge questions to explain to us why, why they needed signal funding. And we, we all know that authorities do need funding to deal with traffic signals. We asked authorities to set out their case to us and we were able to provide around half a million pounds of funding to 39 authorities. And well, basically, that funding went very, very well. We managed to allocate it to authorities. The authorities went off and did the things they promised to do very successfully. And at the end of that project, we were able to say that, A, we had spent the money wisely. We could see that because we delivered over 235 different schemes across England with that money. Oh, sorry, our local authority uh, partners had. And B, we could see it actually made a difference. From some initial analysis we did, we could see that we had actually reduced congestion. We had actually made life better for motorists in areas where that money had been spent. That kind of made the case of any government that, that invested in signals funding in, in fairly small amounts, fairly rapidly to give money to authorities to, to, to do work like this was was a, a good thing to do. And and I've got to I've got to congratulate the, the, the authorities that spent that money very wisely because they're the people that did the work that proved that that point. That that made it quite an easy sell to get the, the 70 million pounds allocated in, in plan for drivers because we'd proved that if ministers wanted quick, proactive measures that would deliver better transport, better traffic in cities, then spending on signals was, was a clear... So we get the £70 million. And, and, and as, you, as you've outlined uh, very clearly, £50 million of that was allocated to TSOG and GLF. And, and, and that, that funding is, is very much maintenance funding and is currently being assessed. The £20 million of ITMF brings together another another imperative of government, and, and this is the imperative of, of, of preparing the UK to, to, to make better use of AI and machine learning. And this is something that the Prime Minister is very keen on, that the, the, 
the Prime Minister held a major conference at Bletchley Park back in the autumn, an international conference, and he set out the UK's stall as wanted to be a, a key player in the move towards better use of AI to deliver services to, to, to improve the way that the country works. And uh, we've, we've long known that, that traffic management is an area where that could really really benefit and, and and we know from going back to the 1970s we know that there have been there's been a constant move towards providing better area-wide control technologies optimization technologies to manage traffic signals and we, we're all familiar with familiar with scoop we may be familiar with things like scats and 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 some of the european platforms that optimize traffic but they do it in a very in quite a simplistic way by modern standards and and, and i think many of us have known for, for some time that that the AI had real potential in this area. And there are products out there, there are companies trying to develop and trying to sell products that, that make use of AI and advanced computing, make use of some other areas that we're really interested in, such as complex sensing, use of various data sources, use of high-speed modeling, all these types of things that we know are possible. We, we, know that, we, know that, we know they could be used to deliver better traffic management. Now, the problem we have is, is getting local authorities to adopt these technologies, and local authorities are quite rightly cautious when it comes to using technology. And so they should be. It's my tax money they're spending. I don't want them to necessarily be fast and loose with technology. They have to know things work. They have to have a proven example of something working before they will invest public money in them, and that's quite right. That makes it very hard often for new technologies to find a foothold in transport technology. And so ITMF really is about us providing government money, government research money, to a fairly small number of cities, maybe 8, 10, 12, that sort of number, to go away and, and invest in next generation technology. And, and, and a phrase I keep using is, is that this is about establishing some bright fires burning in the forest. This is about establishing some beacon sites around England that others can go and look at, can go and talk to, can go and experience, uh, and just see the benefits of, of, of using new technology, using AI. And there are two real benefits to that. The first benefit, as I've just said, is that, that this will give local authorities something to go and touch and feel when they're thinking about, about, about new technology. And it will make the case easier for them, make it easy for them to, to think about investing public money in it. The other thing it will do is it will prime the market. It will finally give some, some places to go and sell the technology for the companies that we know are developing in this area, for the companies, for the existing companies that are the main players in the, in the UTC market who we know are eager to sell new products, are eager to drive innovation. It will also allow the new entrants. And we know there are lots of SMEs, there are lots of companies from other sectors who are really keen to get into transport, really keen to get into local roads technology, but are really struggling to find a market. ITMF will allow them to do that. They will allow them to use money provided by government to do that and to establish some sites that they can then use as, as, as trials, as, as places for people to go and look. So ITMF isn't really about solving the nation's urban traffic problems and, and it, it, it will to some extent and, and I expect benefits where, where it's employed but its bigger benefit is in is in showing the way to the future and showing how technology can be used used more widely. You mentioned that it would be 8, 10, 12 which kind of works out with the fact it's 20 million quid and about 2 million roughly per grant. How are you going to ensure that you don't just end up with 10 very similar projects showcasing very similar technology in different towns or cities across the country. How are we going to make sure the money is spent wisely to really try out new ideas? And my other question is, are we going to demand success or is actually trying something out that ultimately doesn't work as acceptable an outcome as something that is 
brilliantly successful because you can still learn stuff from failure. Okay, well, they're, they're both two very good questions, and they're both things that have, that have taxed my uh, fairly limited intellect over the last few weeks as I've been writing the the guidance around here. So, so the first question I, I, I can answer by saying that a word that appears repeatedly in the guidance guidance is consortium, and we we expect to see the bids that local authorities made be bids of consortia. Now, the bids will have to be led by a local authority because the way the funding works means it will be awarded as a grant to a local authority. So it has to be a public highway authority. But we expect to see them assemble a consortia behind them. And, and, and I think it's fair to say that we don't expect anyone to ditch their existing UTC system and, and buy something completely new. Similarly, we expect that the core technologies that people buy will be from the existing suppliers because we, ultimately the systems have to work at scale and that we have to be guaranteed that they will so i think a lot of the the, the solutions will be using similar technology technology from the core utc supply community but the the, the thing that will 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 mark out the good itmf bid is is what are the technology and what are the innovation that's being laid on top of that what other asset what smes what other innovators what other companies are, are in that consortium that will apply value add and and so yes we may end up with with a situation where one traditional UTC system, I'm not going to name them, but we all know who they are, wins in a number of consortia, but they will be, they will win as part of consortia. And I expect each of those consortiums to look different. I expect each of the winners to, to use technology in a different way to solve particular problems, whether you're a large urban area with, with traditional traffic problems we see in urban areas, whether you're a smaller authority that wants to use technology to better manage a rural network or, or deal with uh, rural exclusion and all kinds of other issues I expect each successful bid to be different in flavour, even if it's built on the same core technology. And, and I just just to go back to that word again, consortium. And this is something I'm really keen for local authorities to understand: is those that those that really want ITMF, and, and I know there's a lot of interest in the sector about it, really start to need to think about building a consortium to deliver it. Right. The second point about about failure. We often talk in government. We often talk more widely about about the the kind of Google model of work fast and fail fast and move on and 95% of what Google tries fails but the 5% that works is, is worth it. The public sector will, can never be like that because it is public money we're spending. We will always have a much lower appetite for failure than than the private sector ever, ever could. But I think it's important to say that ITMF funding is is research funding. It's not maintenance funding. So there is a there, there is a, a greater understanding in government that, that not everything we try will be successful. And we do accept that failure... And, and, and a term I've heard before, the, the term that Sarah Sharples, our, uh, the DFT's chief scientist, uh, often uses is intelligent failure. If you fail and learn good things from it, then that, that isn't completely failure. I don't expect that we will fund any ITMF bids that are so far out there that we, we just really don't know whether they will work or not. I don't think we're at that level of bleeding edge technology. We will fund bids that are, that are grounded in realistic, sensible technology, but but layer on new innovations. So I, I don't expect that any ITMF project will entirely fail. I'm also prepared for the fact that no ITMF project may entirely succeed either. And, and that in itself is is important. And, and I think what we will ultimately end up with here is a whole range of, a whole selection box of technologies that people can get, then go and pick. And if, if your if your particular city needs the needs the strawberry cream, that's fine. If it needs, if it needs the, the caramel fondant, that's fine you can pick what you want from the selection box. And some of them won't be to your taste. I absolutely hate the chocolates with marzipan in, but some people like them. Uh, 
Within that selection box, there will be technologies that work for you and technologies that don't. And there will be success technologies that are more successful and some that are less successful. But the, but the selection box is there for people ultimately to choose from. And that's what we really want. We want to build that, 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 that opportunity. One of the things I am saying in, in ITMF, I think this is, this is a, a fairly technical point, but quite an important one, is, is I, I'm not trying to get people to, to open up their, their, their intellectual property. I'm not trying to get people to, to completely build open systems. But I do want to see how multiple suppliers can be welded together or, or, or weaved together in a way that, that, that uses open interfaces. So you can take a particular subsystem from one supplier and link it to another supplier and get data from a third supplier and mix it together. And in, in another authority, you can use that same group of suppliers, but add somebody else. So what I really want to do, what I really want to get out of this for the public good is a really, is a really strong understanding of where the interfaces between technologies are, what standards we all use. So we end up with a much more plug and play approach to how we deliver complex systems and, and and we move away from the idea of once you've signed a contract with supplier a you are locked into them for the next 30 years for everything you could possibly need this is about this is about trying to foster technology and foster the ability for people to to plug it together in different ways to meet their own particular needs okay so let's fast forward now then darren to the end of the implementation period we've got 10 projects demonstrating 10 different solutions that work at different levels. The whole of our industry has been littered with brilliant solutions. And I mean, you were, when you were at York, very much part of showing off new bits of technology that were really, really good, but then never seemed to go anywhere else, whether it was that people didn't know about it or people didn't um, have the funding to copy it or didn't understand it or just didn't realise that their city or town would have similar benefits that you had demonstrated in York. But over and over again across the country, we have had really great solutions that have just been a one-off. How are we going to make a change this time so that at the end of this, if Trumpton introduces a fantastic new system to manage its traffic signals and congestion falls 30% that Chigley can very easily go in and use the same technology? Well, yeah, great question. And th thank you for giving me an in to make my customary mention of the Transport Technology Forum, which I will, I will, I feel duty bound to do and I will come back to in a second. But the first part of the answer to that is, is we expect, um, we are guiding the, the, the bidders to ensure that there is a, there is an element of their, their, their plan that they put together, which is around evaluation. We expect to see good quality, repeatable, scientifically solid evaluation undertaken by all the all the bidders. So you don't just get the money and run away and buy lots of cool technology. You, you, you allocate an element of your funding to be able to evaluate your baseline before you start, your progress as you as you deliver, and then your 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 completion report at the end. So we end up with really good quality evaluation materials that show the benefits, that show why technology is, is good. And I'm working with colleagues in the department. I'm working with our evaluation and economic analysts to, to, to help support that. Because obviously we and Treasury, we, we have national structured ways of, of delivering evaluation. And, and so there will be input from, from my evaluation colleagues to help uh, bidders do that. So we end up with a, a clear nationally applicable 
understanding of what worked and what didn't, what the economic benefits are as well. And, and I think this is important because another element of this that we must we must realise is that it's not just about delivering technology, it's about being able to write the business cases to, 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 to buy technology, to make the investment decisions. So one of the key outputs of, of this work will be to give people the, 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 the ammunition to be able to write business cases to deploy technology in their areas. That gives us the information, that gives us the evidence, but what do we do with that? Well, what we need to do with that is we need to ensure that, that we broadcast it as widely as possible to the sector and we need to ensure that we we use this to bring authorities that don't get funded or authorities that want to do bigger things and better things and different things we ensure that there's a place they can come to to be able to understand what, what's been happening and, and i said to use the analogy about the, the the bright fires burning around the forest we need to help people to go and look at those those bright fires and that's where the transport technology forum comes in and, and the transport technology forum i'm hoping most of this podcast listeners will be aware of but but for those those few that aren't the, the, the ttf is something that government funds it's jointly funded by the department for transport and innovate uk and it exists as a as a government funded non-partisan forum for people to come together and talk about transport technology it's a transport technology forum it does a lot of things it does a lot of things about promoting technology about promoting good practice about bringing new suppliers and authorities together about producing guidance and any of you that be, it runs great events any of you that have been involved with the ttf will know all this but the ttf will be central to how we tell that story how we have that that conversation about the success of itmf and, and over over the coming two years there will be numerous events there will be conferences and webinars and all, all kinds of events at which we outreach the benefits and get the people who are delivering itmf up on stage to talk about it help us write reports help us write guidance ttf will be a really important part with that and if i may paul just make a quick plug for ttf our next national conference is coming up on the 23rd to 25th of april in, in leicestershire details are on the ttf website anyone that's been before will, will know that these conferences are a fantastic opportunity we get we get a huge number of local authorities there we get great supplier engagement there we we, we all sit in a, in a room together funded by government so it's it's impartial and we have some really great conversations about technology this year one of the two days of the of the ttf conference will be focusing heavily on on what we've learned from the tsog and glf funds that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast and 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 guidance and support and help for for people starting to embark on on bids for ITFF. and that will involve some cities standing up and talking about innovation they're already using. It will involve some international perspectives on, on how technology can be used in cities. It will involve suppliers, traditional suppliers and SMEs talking about their their capabilities. It would be a great event for anybody thinking about an ITMF bid to come and really get some inspiration and and, and, and good ideas. So I, I would heartily recommend it to, to, to those of you who are thinking about either leading a bid, being part of one, supplying technology into a bid. This is a place to come and learn about about our thinking and where where this is going. Obviously, what we don't want to do is just invest here in existing technology that already can be bought off the shelf and is proven. But at the other end of the scale, as you say, you don't want to invest in something so far out that you you don't have a clue whether it's um it's going to work or not. And what sort of level of newness and existing use are we looking for we know there are great things happening elsewhere in the world and we would like to see them here and i think this speaks to the the business case development part of itmf rather than the technology development the fact that technology is already developed and working in some city in in europe or, or further afield is fine one of the reasons that that isn't maybe used in the uk is because it's very hard to develop a uk 
specific business case for why you would use that, how you would use that, what benefits it would have, how it would fit into the wider UK landscape of technology and, 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 and the like, and, and how it would work in the UK local authority. Employing that technology through ITMF somewhere and, and working out how it works in the UK, how it can be delivered into the UK is, is in and of itself a great thing to do because there are undoubtedly, and, and as I've just talked about the TTF conference, we will have examples of this there. There are undoubtedly things happening elsewhere in the world that, that we could learn from, that we could employ in the UK. So we definitely want to see, if appropriate, technologies from overseas brought into to the UK market. I think really what we're looking at here is, is technology that, 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 that is capable of working. We're not really looking at people to propose blue sky thinking here. We're looking to people to say there is a technology that we can use. We, 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 we know it works. We, we've seen it working elsewhere in the world. We've seen it in trials. We know that some cities are already thinking about this. We would like to demonstrate that because we think within the two years of the project, it has a good chance of maturing to a point where it delivers a public service. And that's that's really where we are with this. We, uh, and, and as I said before, and as, it, as I make clear in the guidance, we're not going to fund people to just replace their old system with a new off-the-shelf system. But similarly, we're not going to fund people to go and do basic research with a, with a, with a university laboratory. We're in the middle. We're, we're, thinking, we're thinking about technology that we should be using now but currently aren't, or opportunities we should be taking now but currently aren't, that within the two-year life of the ITMF programme, have, an have a chance, have a realistic chance of, of delivering on street at a reasonable scale. And I come back to the evaluation point, uh, projects that are technologies that are capable of working at a level that allows us to evaluate them. They make a difference, they operate, they function in a way that, that is useful to local authorities and is, and is capable of being evaluated. Okay, and final thing I just want you to do is confirm something that I know is completely wrong, but has been going round the sector because more than one person has mentioned it to me. You have been misquoted saying you don't want applications full of scoot, which of course is a 40 odd year old technology. However, scoot one was a 40 odd year old technology. It's moved on since then um could you just explain where that comment came from and what you actually want people to take away from this yes okay so th thank you for the opportunity to to do that paul because i i know that's out there and i think i have been i've been partly misquoted and i, and I think to 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 quote uh hillary clinton i may also have misspoken slightly as well and i think and i, and I think the confusion has come because there are two Kind of uses of the word scoot out there we we, we, we use scoot a bit like we use biro and hoover as a kind of generic term for traditional traffic management and that's the thing we don't want we don't want to see more of the, the traditional scoot technology that that we've been using for 40 years because it's not innovative that's not what itmf is about however i am fully aware that one of the main suppliers at trl are still are using the word the name scoot to sell the, the latest version of their products which are a million miles away from traditional scoot and are very much innovative and use AI and use machine learning and are absolutely within scope. They are technologies that we would like that will form, I imagine, the core of a number of, of bids because because as I said earlier, they are one of the companies who are able to, to provide good solid core technology that will that will drive traffic in your city, excuse the pun, and, and onto which can be layered new innovative technology. So scoot in its generic term, meaning 1970s derived uh, corridor optimization, optimization. No, we 
that's not really what ITRF is about. Scoot, in terms of the product that one of the suppliers is selling, which is very much up to date, very much new technology. Absolutely, yes, that is in scope. Wise words, as always, from ITS policy lead at the DFT, Darren Capes, who is, of course, TTF manager. Look out for the guidance Darren's been talking about there. And the moment it's published on the TTF website, we'll share it here on Highways News. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Adrian's accolade soon, but first, the latest from our partners. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations, Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. On top of the ITMF funding we've talked about today, there's loads of other stuff going on at the TTF at the moment. Look out for announcements about the agenda for April's conference that Darren talked about. Opportunities for SMEs to be part of the ITS World Congress in Dubai in the autumn, plus a webinar all about connected vehicles, including data that's available to, but dare I say, underused by local authorities. They'll all be on the Highways News website in the coming days. Talking of webinars, you can discover the success story of Talking Traffic, an innovative initiative founded in the Netherlands, realising the exchange of real-time data between road users and intelligent traffic infrastructure to improve traffic flow and road safety at an El Craig webinar on the 7th of March. Join Monoch and the Dutch Ministry of Infrastructure and Water Management as they share implementation insights and success metrics. You can gain valuable information on real case scenarios using roadside equipment such as traffic signals in the community and you can sign up at the Elkrig website. Now, Adept, in partnership with Colas, has launched a new campaign on equality, diversity and inclusion to foster greater inclusivity in the workplace. The campaign brings personal stories, perspectives and experiences to life and has been launched in recognition of LGBT plus history month. Launched by Adept President Anthony Payne and Colas Executive Director Donna Hitchcock. More information on Place for All can be found on Adept's workforce page. We don't always stop and think about different ways our colleagues experience their working lives and recognising these differences and providing a welcoming and inclusive culture, one that provides opportunities and goes beyond policy into everyday practice, should be at the heart of the workplace environments, so says this initiative. And as part of the campaign, ADEPT will be publishing a series of case studies over the next few weeks. And ITS UK has launched new services for members aimed at helping them navigate and succeed in the intelligent transport market. Members will be able to benefit from a tender and competitions monitoring service listing forthcoming market opportunities both in the UK and overseas and will also be able to join exclusive sessions with bidding experts. Find out more at the ITS UK website. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Finally, let's leap back to Adrian to hear him tip his hat to someone or some people doing amazing things in the industry because it's time for Adrian's Accolade. And my accolade this week goes to North Somerset Council. Community groups are being invited to apply for a share of funding to design and run their own public transport thanks to a two million fund called West Local. So typed by North Somerset Council and the West of England Combined Authority as part of the region's bus service improvement plan, Community groups are encouraged to apply for a proportion of West Local funding to set up and run their own non-for-profit transport tailored to meet individual community needs. At a time when public transport is crucial than ever as we try and reduce 
our use of cars on the roads. That's why they're worthy winners of my accolade this week. And that'll do it for a busy Highways Voices, which I hope has got you thinking about how you can be part of a consortium to win and share ITMF funding and help to make our towns and cities more efficient in transport with all the environmental, safety and societal benefits that that all brings. Good luck with your bids and we'll talk road safety on Highways Voices next Wednesday. So I'll catch you then. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 